welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it four episodes at a time, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. (laughs) To watch about it. To to watch it again, together. (laughs) God, I'm And react in real time every week. (laughs) We've done it for the past four years and we're back again. You know the drill. We've done this same thing every week, watching shows together. Yep, hit play on the episode right now. (laughs) Ooh, I love this theme song. (laughs) It's so folksy. I really do love the theme song. (laughs) Me too. Uh, This will be good. Let's see how long we can keep up the joke for, see how much we remember. Do you remember what happened at the top of episode five? Um... I don't, and I also forgot to bring my notebook. I just had a panic attack that I watched. I had this thought of what if I watched the wrong number of episodes? <laughs> like, what if I thought I watched episode eight, but only watched through seven? Oh, that's the so, worst. Yeah. That feels so like it could happen in my life mm-hmm. right now, though. Like, it's already been consistently happening with other things, so I am so sorry if I show up one day and you're like, great, we watched the fi- the finale, and I'm like, yeah, it ended like this, and you're like, no, that was episode 11, you dummy. <laughs> there are at least five more episodes after that happened, Raquel, so... <laughs> no? Okay, okay. Um, I get that. <laughs> I get that that fear, that anxiety. It is inside me as well. It's who we are. It lives with us now. It's This is Welcome to Play on K, where we've become new people as our lives have changed rapidly over the course of just a few months. We're a little bit more nervous, a little bit more chaotic, <laughs> but still- Never prepared. Never prepared. That's consistent. <laughs> still here, just having a good time. I feel like K-dramas, I've come to appreciate much more how- They force me to stop everything. Like, I don't know Korean, as you all Mm -hmm. may well know. I know enough about it to see that the subtitles on this show are sometimes real weird and a little bit off. But I don't know much Korean, so I appreciate that I can't sit and, like, scroll on my phone while I'm watching K-dramas, and I can not even really interact much with my kid while I'm watching K-dramas. It's like, it's gotta be a me time where I sit down for an hour, completely distraction-free, and just focus on one thing and get into the emotions and ride the wave of the K-drama. And that's so, like, meditative in a way. It is so nice, um... Because, yeah, I think it is a complaint I've had over the years... Maybe even on the podcast, but for sure in my real life, that I cannot do anything else while mm-hmm. I watch K dramas. And it would be nice to maybe be able to like um pick up a hobby like um I don't know. At one point in my life I knitted knitted a couple scarves. Yeah, you're uh, really good at knitting. And it would be nice to be able to do knitting while watching the K dramas. And for the most part, I think if I got back into it, maybe I could because you don't need to, like, engage your eyes quite as much. But, you know, stuff, I guess, like that. An example being stuff that I would maybe sometimes look down at and count, like, how many um, knits and pearls I had done or whatever, right? Yeah. But uh, that is just not possible with K-dramas. And it has been a complaint of mine over the years because with just absolutely rampaging ADHD. All I want to do is six things at at a time, constantly. Um, But you're right. It is so nice that it forces a stillness of... And it forces a focus where it says, no, no, you have not taken the time to learn this language, and so you cannot do it while you do six other things. And Mm -hmm. maybe someday, but not today. And I feel like they take that really seriously like I assume even if you knew Korean they really engage your every sense when it comes to k-dramas at least the really well done ones like Signal it's Mm -hmm. like they get you visually they get you emotionally 
they're constantly giving you new things to listen for and look out for. I really appreciate how engaging they are, and it feels like every second is important to watch. It's not just background noise TV shows. Yes. That said... <laughs> There's our sales pitch. There's our sales pitch for Korean dramas. <laughs> Korean dramas. Have if you've never watching. watched one. Halfway through watching one, we'll give our pitch for Korean dramas. <laughs> um, in the yeah, in the middle of reviewing one, which I love. Uh, that said, specifically this Korean drama, there was one thing that they were doing where they tried to get me with the feels, and mostly I was just like, "This feels like torture that you're trying to hurt me this way." And it was the way they essentially showed us in fast forward what happened to. The little girl, uh, Unji. Unji. And then the next episode, in clips, they played what happened to her, essentially. And so I knew it was sad and awful and that she didn't make it and that she died because of what Young told Jehan. And I was just so bummed about that already that i don't know the ways in which the past is changing kind of is starting to hurt my feelings but that one in particular was really tough for me to to see it and know it doesn't go well and then see it again in a in a more specific and sad way i get that because i think like they kill off chasu young that's her name right yes yep. close enough uh, <laughs> they kill her, and I'm pretty sure all of us were like, this is real sad. They did a pretty good job of making you sad, but I've watched enough K-dramas to know that she wasn't going to stay dead. Yeah, it was halfway through the show. They have invincible main character armor until at least episode, like, 15, like, penalty penultimate episode at the very least and they have to because at that point it was sad but it wasn't like i was sad i was just sad for the other people who were sad i was kind of like uh i liked her well enough uh this is a bummer but i'm more just sad that everybody else is sad i'm torn up watching this mom cry over her daughter being gone like that hurts me but to watch unji die so many times, in so many, like, fast motion, now slow motion, now showing how everybody tried to save her in ten different ways, now showing you the scene of her getting on the bus, and how she just tried to protect her dad, and her dad was like, I'll take you home, just let me take my daughter home, and then I'll go with you. And you're like, oh, this could have gone so many other ways, please. Stop doing this. Yeah. It's act it is it was a little bit torture. It was maybe my least favorite part of the drama so far. Um because otherwise it's a really cool uh crime drama in a way that hasn't really been done before that I've seen, at least. I don't know if there's like some show that is playing with time and crime. Time and crime. Mm-hmm. Signal, the show of time and crime. <laughs> uh, I think Train does something somewhat similar. But, yeah, it, this was many years before Train was made. So this was maybe the OG? I don't know. Bold claim for something that I'm... I cannot back up at all. Either way, that's interesting that you didn't like the first two episodes. Because I really didn't like the second two episodes. <laughs> That's kind of where I jumped ship and was like, okay, this feels like a different show than what we started with. Episodes one through four felt like dark, but kind of fun crime drama. And five through eight were like, what if we were just sad the whole time and everybody was awful? Huh? What if, I mean, you know that I'm here for taking down a, a rich, a tribal that is out here being a monster that said... Man, I why is it does I'm struggling because I don't know if I'm being too much of a um 
looking for a problem when I say that I feel like, so far in this show, as a woman, I feel a little bit, like, bummed out that every... I mean, that's the thing with crime, I guess, right? Is just kind of historically, women are into true crime and stuff. Um, Statistically like, percentage-wise, more women than men into it, and probably because women pretty constantly have to be like, what if murder? Because, statistically, again, just the rate of murder and violence against women, a little bit higher, you know? Um, Which is all to say, this show is accurate, but it's a huge bummer that the first case was... um, the murder of a little girl. The second case was the murder of a lot of women, serial killer targeting women. The third case, we had a little girl die, and that was like a big catalyst for cases. So two little girl deaths, a bunch of women deaths. And then the fourth case has been a woman who was sexually assaulted, drugged, threatened, her best friend killed, and then she went into hiding. Just, like, emotionally tortured after being physically assaulted. Like, okay. Um, at this point, the show's just kind of bumming me out, guys. Yeah, yeah, it's starting to- it is starting to get to me a little bit that it's, like, the what-if women lost every time. (laughs) Okay, guys, like what they do, congrats, you're touching on real world (laughs) issues, but um, can we lighten up like 5%? Like, (laughs) I feel like what's supposed to get you through it is the little wins, and I think these four episodes kind of, like, those little wins didn't feel as meaningful when the looming, like, villains in the background kept piling up. I feel like the little wins were like, that's cool, I'm glad they finally, yeah, got that rich kid and arrested him. Obviously, I don't think, I think her name was Shindahye. I don't think she's gonna be fine after this. Uh, And we've seen that, like, a lot of the thing, or like, part of this all coming together or part of the reasons for all this was getting that floppy disk and he got the floppy disk and then bad guy erased it and so you're kind of like I don't know is it much of a win to arrest one douchebag like yeah I wanted him arrested and like kudos to this show for being like police aren't good people just because they're police like maybe there's some good cops but honestly this force there aren't many of them. There's like three. There's three like to four. three. Like, kudos to them. I think that's a very bold statement, and it's perfect for 2021, the current climate. We love to see it, <laughs> but it's real bumming me out to see the, the these two guys at the top, like, constantly winning. Yeah, and it also is a huge bummer when... I don't know. Yeah, it just kind of comes at the expense of everyone, right? It's like that how far will we go to take down these bad guys, wherein I preferred the big the big steel, the big steel case as an unsolved case than a little girl dies and her father is falsely accused of a crime and sent to prison. And like he gets out and again, kind of like we were, like you mentioned about Shin, Shindahe. Shindahe isn't going to have a great life after everything that happened, and neither is this dad, who is now out of prison, and his daughter is dead, and he watched it happen, and nothing has changed that. Well, he's back in prison now, because he got out, He and then he murdered someone, and so he mm. ended up back in prison. He didn't, because he didn't do that murder in the in the 
he did do the murder? I think, yeah. I missed it. So he was going to do the murder in both timelines. But in one timeline, he went to prison for 20 years, and it was like a much more crafty murder. And in one timeline, he only went to prison for a week, so he just had his anger and was like, I'll stab. And that's why Lee Jae-hun was like, this, like, this douchebag who did the actual robberies got out after two months, but you're still in prison. Like, that's ridiculous. Why did you put yourself in this position? And he's like, I don't know. I have nothing to live for anyways. So, like, who cares? (laughs) Ah, this show's a nightmare. Yeah, this show is a huge nightmare. You're right. I, yes. Okay, so maybe I wasn't paying attention at that part. Um, normal things. We're dealing with timelines. They're a bit confusing. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, that's all to say, like, this show is, I don't know. So far, especially these last couple episodes, feel like more of a bummer than, like, that whole, is it worth it to change the past? And I'm kind of team, uh, hey, young being like, no, let's throw this in the garbage so far. Yeah, we've solved some crime, but we've also done more damage than good. Uh-huh. Like, almost like a, I guess let's just see what what's in store for us on the current timeline. Because what's going to happen maybe can feel more like fate rather than our faults when people start dying. Yeah, like a, a cause and effect based on the things I say. That's hard to deal with. That's hard to deal with. <laughs> so I think I'll just leave it as it is, and uh, we'll let fate play out. Like, I guess I'm just a chicken, but <laughs> I would stop playing with the walkie-talkie at this point. Yep. No, me too. I, I was totally, when he threw it in the garbage, I was like, same, bud. <laughs> also me. I we maybe should have done that two episodes ago before a little girl died. Uh-huh. Ugh. But, yeah, that's, like, that one was a hard one, because sticking with the theme of this show, it's, like, who do you blame? The people who made the bridge? The freaking corrupt people who supported the making of the bridge and said that it should be made shoddily? Or do you blame the- Another dad? Another dad? The guy who arrested you? Do you blame the detective? Like- yeah. yeah. I yeah, it's it's one of those things where I know grief points fingers, you know? You want a reason for your grief and a person to be mad at because it's so much easier than just being like this thing happened and I couldn't control it mm-hmm. and now I have to sit with this terrible feeling. I'd rather just be angry. Um totally makes sense. I want to like remain empathetic. Uh, But at the same time, as an observer and a viewer, it is only frustrating to, yeah, watch someone blame all the wrong people and then try to justify a murder, like a series of murders. What makes you any better than those people? Because at least that was unintentional. Like, he didn't arrest you with being like, ha ha ha, his little girl's gonna fucking blow up in a bus. Right. Like, Obviously, no one did that. And the dad who wanted to save his little girl loves his daughter just as much as you love yours. Yeah, and they made that point in the other timeline. But the one he's in, he, like, never learns that lesson. Yeah, and so it's just so buck wild to, yeah, be the viewer and have to listen to his reasoning of of this and then yeah feel okay about it all at the end and be like uh this is, is fine this is fine everything's fine everything's this is fine. we're not on the darkest timeline <laughs> yes we're on the darkest timeline that's what it feels like it feels like this show could have gone so many different ways with changing the past and they're like changing the past always makes things worse never let's- better <laughs> let's stick with that You might solve a crime, but so many people, so many bodies in the wake. (laughs) So many people will die for this one crime. And like, I mean, as far as that, that last one, the Chabel, I feel like he clearly had a disregard for human life that was like, 
Cool. I'm glad he's going to prison forever. He probably could have killed again. And I'm fine saying that getting him off the streets is for the best. But yeah, it doesn't feel like as much of a win when your freaking head of police or whoever is, like, bowing down to this dude. Yep. And already took the floppy disk 20 years ago and messed it all up. What's how did he even know? How did he even know what it was? How does he even know how to use a floppy disk? Obviously, <laughs> he's too old for that. He's too old for that. Like, Shin Dahye didn't know how to use computers. How does this dude? Why do police have computers? <laughs> Is my tax money paying for that? <laughs> Is Get my American tax money paying for that? <laughs> paying for computers in the 1980s? In Korea? I, it better not be. <laughs> I'll just say that. Or else. Or else. Also, I've been thinking a lot about... So I understand why you can say, like, I've killed someone and it be inadmissible in a court of law. It's not a confession of guilt. But it seems like... Oh, it's it's tearing me apart, Raquel. Because, like, as a 12-year-old on Halo... On the, you know, Xbox chat, I've probably claimed murder. I've probably <laughs> said, I, I've killed once, I'll kill you. <laughs> um, I probably did that. But at the same time, you watch this homeboy say to a cop, like, yeah, I killed her. And then he's like, you can't, can't get me. Like, that doesn't count. To a cop, yeah, that's where it gets me, because I think if I said to you, it's that thing where um, you and Jason do this a lot, and it's hilarious, and myself and Craig have also st begun doing this, the <laughs> I'll kill us both, I don't care thing, it's one thing to say to your partner, uh -huh. right? I'll kill us both, I don't care. Um, it is a completely separate thing to look a cop in the eyes and say, I'll kill us both, I don't care. Yeah. What? And say, like, you're accusing me of a murder of this woman 20 years ago, and I want to tell you right now, that is true. You've done good, you've done the detecting, <laughs> and you have found the killer. It is me. That feels like a different vibe than, yeah, joking with your partner, like, I swear to God, if you keep doing this, I will kill you. <laughs> That's a... That's a different vibe. You tell a judge the vibe vibe check, judge. Yeah. <laughs> hey, judge. Hey, court of law. Once again, no clue how the Korean court of law works, but hey, Korean court feels like is this is this something we can work with? Because it feels like yes. Feels like they're due for a vibe check. Cause. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, that's just such a ridiculous scene where I get that he's like a pretty good lawyer, but is that is that real? Is that real that you can just look a cop dead in the eye and be like, yes, I am a murderer? Not hashtag not. <laughs> Psych. You didn't tell me I need a lawyer, so it doesn't count. You are a lawyer, bro. What do yeah. you mean it doesn't count? <laughs> Get out of here. You've got a you lawyer present. You yeah. know the law. Um, I was thinking a very similar thing with the person, the man who was dressed as a doctor doctor and or nurse that Who's was trying that to- guy? Yeah, I'm sure he's like a hired assassin or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane that he got in a fight with a cop. But he got in, he like threw her onto a windshield hard enough to break the windshield. And he, I'm sure his whole fucking face is busted mm -hmm. from the fire hydrant that she slammed into it. Fire hydrant, fire extinguisher. extinguisher. Yeah. It was a full on fist fight with the fucking detective. And that guy got to just walk because she had more important shit to do. What? Like, she he had just to get away. She had a place to be with a victim, a kidnapping victim, who was also a sexual assault victim, who was also a um had been roofied 
uh, a, a drugged victim who was also a an attempted murder victim who is a witness to a murder. Let's just stack on the trauma, take her straight from the kidnapping to the interrogate interrogation room <laughs> with her um, attack her original her OG attacker. That and, seems like a good idea. Mentally, yeah. I think that's a good place for her to be. And let's definitely not arrest the man that just tried to kill you and no. kidnap her. He's like, fine. The security wouldn't guards be... are going to take him down? You wish. Yeah, wouldn't he be a great witness to have, too? Because if they could get him to admit that he was bribed or hired by the man that they're trying... Like, I don't understand. I do not understand how you in a million years let that man walk because yeah. he has testimony that could close your whole case forever, even more so than possibly the woman he tried to kidnap. Plus, yeah. he tried to kidnap a woman <laughs> and then he tried to kill a detective. Like, I think he probably needs to be in prison. And I think Cha Hyun is the only one who can take him down. I genuinely don't think the security guards are going to catch him. Like, that dude got away. Yeah. Yeah, he's out. But I guess it's, like, his his own doing. Clever him, leaving the keys in the ignition so that she could just jump in and drive away. Like, what? <laughs> I, I guess that's clever, being like, you can get away real, real quick. You just have to leave me behind to do it. Yep, and I was wearing a mask, so... so... And you don't have my blood all over this parking garage. <laughs> so... You'll never find me. I did feel a little bit, a little bit joy seeing that the only car that they smashed up was like a really beautiful, like, <laughs> millionaire's car. Being like, oh no, that's the only one that got hurt. Suck it. Suck it, rich person. Get out, get out of this hospital. Get out of this hospital. That's the CEO of the hospital's car. Yeah. Clearly. Thank God. Thank God his car got smashed. He deserves no less. Eat the rich. Smash their cars. <laughs> it's just a car. Just get a new windshield. I don't know. Figure it out, bud. Um, yeah, what? What? Who's that guy? And he's just gone now? <laughs> I do, I do feel like these, these feel like valid complaints, but time will tell because I'm worried that at this point they're really going to turn it around with all of the, like, sneaky cop stuff that they're doing with the higher-ups, I'm worried that they're really going to slap us in the face for our first episode where we were like, these criminals just don't have enough motives. Like, I just don't get why they're doing what they're doing. And that at the end, it's all going to be tied up so perfectly with, like, <laughs> oh, because they were hired by the cops to, like, kidnap this little girl and... Freaking, the narcissist kidnapped her, but then she turned her over to the police, and the police were like, nope, we can't have little tiny witnesses, we will murder <laughs> this child. And, uh, ain't that just the way? That's gonna be it. That, I'm, and it will be it. I thought you were going to say that we'll get to the end, and they will make a change to the past or whatever that completely negates everything we've watched so far because things are going well did you feel like maybe it was too soon for things to be going as well as they were like when um when hey young turns to the window turns to the camera to look the villains in the eyes and be like i wonder who could have done that with the evidence <laughs> that was really good that was a good moment and I was excited, because obviously I want them to go down, but also I was like, bro, it is like episode eight <laughs> right now. It's way too soon. This is going to turn around. Things are not going to... Things are going to start going poorly mm -hmm. for a while. We're, we're about to hit the things go wrong constantly stretch, which with the way these felt, <laughs> somehow things will go more wrong. This is going to be pretty rough. It's going to be a rough next four episodes, is my little prediction corner. <laughs> I'm not excited. Yeah, it's going to be um a big sad fest. 
Like, because we know that the highest, highest up guy is not working solo. Like, he's clearly working for lots of people. That's the problem. Yeah, he's got, he's in the pockets. Follow the money. Follow the money. Like Lee Jae-han said before, of course, he was murdered. <laughs> but, like, follow the money. It goes all the way to the top. <laughs> and maybe, at this point, it's much harder to pull off a murder. I like to assume. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe, maybe we'll that see. one guy yep. will murder his whole team. He'll murder the whole cold case detective squad and be done with it. Yeah, he seems ready to mur- You know what? I think he's gonna do a betrayal on the people that he's betraying. Or, I... no, excuse me. The betrayal on the people he's currently- Because he looked ready to revolt. <laughs> um, he, he, he didn't say anything about the radio, so. Yeah. I don't know about the- Like, I'm holding out hope that that was, like, a turning point. My brain says that- if he had said something that reasonably the higher-up guy... Let's call him the wolf, because I feel like maybe... <laughs> oh, yeah, they call him, like, the hunting dog. Okay, the hunting dog. Um, I feel like that guy, the hunting dog, would have punched him in the face and been like, what do you, why is that all you've brought me? I'm asking you for evidence of why Park Young is asking about Lee Jae-han, and you say he's got an old walkie-talkie. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's true. Which, fair. But I mean, it could yeah. have been a turning point for that character. I like it, to hope it was. It was either a turning point or, I mean, that dude is a murderer. Yeah! So... I held out hope these last four episodes, because he's so, like, uh, spineless. Mm-hmm. That it feels like he's just going with the flow. And I was really hoping that they would turn him around, he would have a comeback, and by the end he would be fully cold case team backup, be like going to bat for them against the bigger players. And then they're like, no, 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 he definitely murdered Lee Jae-han. Like for sure. Uh, proved. We've got the evidence. We'll show it to you. Roll the tapes back. He shot him in the face. While he was dying, like, he was gonna die anyways, and he was like, let me finish this. Let me go ahead and just shoot you right in the face. Okay. Okay, yep. hey. <laughs> so not gonna be on the good guys team? I feel like your application has been rejected. Sorry. Yeah, I guess you can't hang out with us anymore. You can't sit with us if you're gonna shoot Lee Jae-han in the face like that. Yeah, Lee Jae-han should be here. He should be sitting with us, but you killed him, so... So you can't, after 20 years, start being like, I'm gonna do the smallest acts of not necessarily helping you, but hindering you a little bit less in your police work. <laughs> and that's my character arc. Like, no, get out of here. <laughs> you are nothing to us. Damn, I wonder, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought he was going to go a little bit differently, but who knows, because they're changing time a lot up in here, so maybe things go differently. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Last week, I think I started to say how much I recognize every person in this drama, mm -hmm. and then I named one person. Yeah, um, <laughs> we did that. We did do that. Classic. Um... I just wanted to say that it's really nice that the actor who plays the partner whose name I've already forgotten as I say this, um, he's the one who is doing the reenactment in the restaurant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the cop in every cop show. Yes. And also the most charming character in every show that he's in. Uh -huh. He against all of the odds, is once again living up to his name. <laughs> against all of the odds, he's living up to his name? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> um, no, uh, but for real, he just somehow once again is... I can't tell if it's the actor or if he just knows knows a guy that's like, hey, I've written everyone's favorite character. Would you like a part <laughs> in this role? <laughs> um, 
whatever the case may be, I'm so happy he's here. It makes me so glad. Because he was the character, uh, everyone's favorite character in a show that we are re-watching for our Patreon video. Wow. In the month of November. So uh, if you subscribe to us on Patreon, we'll probably talk about him in this a little bit and him in that other show a lot. I haven't started it yet. Can we announce it? Can we hype it? I think so. All aboard the hype train for our Patreon. Yeah, uh, we've been doing a thing on Patreon where we rewatch every other month or so. It was every month. It was a it was a lot to keep up with. Now it's every other month. We rewatch a drama that we watched in the past, and we remember how it how much we loved it, and for all of the reasons, and if it stood up to the test of time. And this month, the month of November. Around the end of the month, we will be releasing a video on Patreon about while you were sleeping. Oh, oh. And he's in that. Yeah. Uh, everyone's favorite character. Everyone's favorite detective, secondary character, background the, guy. He's like a lawyer, but he does like detective work as a lawyer. Oh. He's like the he's like the guy who does the research. Okay, okay. I see, I see what you mean. I don't remember anything about that show, which is why it's so exciting to rewatch our favorite shows. Yeah, yeah, I remember very little except a part with a Roomba that has, like, haunted me. Um, but I'm excited <laughs> to rewatch it, too. <laughs> um, he was also in a show we didn't watch uh, for the for the podcast, but we, I think, both watched it entirely through Strong Woman Do Bong Soon. He played two characters in that one. (gasps) Wow. Did he play one of the gangsters? Yep. He played, like, one of the gangsters, I think the head gangster, and then he also plays uh, the gay man who works at the the video game company or something. He works for the male lead. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's so dynamic. He's so dynamic. He's been two people in one drama. <laughs> He's been the same person in two dramas. Look at him go. We love to see it. You Okay, sorry, back to the show. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a complaint, but I think they've done a really interesting job where they have 45-minute episodes, and they're playing... They're, they're filling the rest of the hour with scenes that they describe and then they show, which is something that I feel like we don't see in a lot of K-dramas because they're more, like, high context. You just kind of have to assume things happen. But Mm -hmm. this show does a lot of, okay, so here's what happened. You had a party and you attacked a woman and... Things things were pretty bad, and so, like, she blackmailed you, or something like that. And then they immediately show the scene. Yes. And I feel like a lot of K-dramas don't do that. They wouldn't be like, okay, so you snuck into the garage and stole the necklace when he fell asleep? And she's like, yeah. This show is like, yes, here's that scene for you to see. <laughs> and not even, because yeah, sometimes I feel like they do it at the same time. Like, it would be narrated by the person, and they, it would, but yeah, it's like, yes, I did that thing. (laughs) And then they show it. And then it happens. It's tell and show. I feel like it felt a lot more uh, noticeable with this last crime, maybe because I was so uncomfortable with the entirety of Shindahye's storyline. So I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to deal with any of this. I don't want to be in the middle of any of this. Like, it's so dark and sad. And instead of just describing all of it, they had to show everything that she went through. And I was very surprised. I feel like a lot of K-dramas would kind of shy away from that and be maybe more tactful. Yeah, or pick one. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's where it was hard for me with the prior case was I guess it was they did it a little different because they showed it in flashes and then they showed it in detail later 
Um, it was there was a little bit of telling showing, but it was mostly like this is what happened. Now this is what happened in agonizing detail. Now <laughs> that you know that it doesn't end well, and so yeah, it's a very interesting way to roll out a story. Um, I think maybe it's done that way. I don't know. The only thing I can think is almost like a, like a time. I don't know. Has to do with with like the changing the past stuff. Mm. Um, but even then, I I don't know if I could entirely make a case for that. Here. Yeah, I feel like it's an emotional tool to yeah. be like, here's the story. Now here it is, so that you can really feel it. You can really get into the emotions of every scene. I'm just a big old baby, and I'm like, I don't want to get into the emotions of these scenes. They're sad, and they're scary, and they're upsetting. And yeah, they're not, triggering. Yeah, not in a fun K-drama kind of way, where you're like, no. ah, crying over the death of my favorite character. This is so sad. These are, like, yeah, more triggering, and, like, I'm uncomfortable with the society and the world that I live in. Cool. This is the opposite of escapism. This is, let us show you how bad the world is-ism. Thank you. Thank you. Please stop showing me. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's just a lot darker than I thought it would be. I feel like maybe my expectation was that it would be like the first four episodes where it's kind of a fun, really dark k-drama or crime drama where each episode they're just solving a different crime and it's kind of crazy and there's magic and (laughs) what's gonna happen in these four episodes we're like everything bad is gonna happen you're gonna be sad all the time and reality sets in like this this freaking bridge collapse that unji died that really happened that's a real event historically that is such a thing for K-dramas, though, right? Like, yeah. they actually straight up will do that. There was the whole just between friends, as I call it. <laughs> I believe the real name is, the real fake name is just between lovers. Um, but they do a, a massive tragedy. The entire show is centered around a massive tragedy that actually happened and then, uh, Move to Heaven, also, I believe we talked about a thing that happens in Move to Heaven that happened in real life. And then, <laughs> of course, this show, of course, Signal was like, hey, we're making this really sad show that's going to make people really real sad. <laughs> and then let's make him be unable to escape that real sad because do you remember when that bridge collapsed and everyone was like real real sad and we all still uh are real fucked up over it let's um let's put that in our drama imagine for a second there was a kid (laughs) on that bus and either she could be saved or another kid could be saved but one kid's dad was there trying to yell for her to be saved first And so the emergency responders had to choose, like, do we listen to this father who's screaming for his child, or do we treat them, like, do we try and save them both? There's no time. What do we do? Just like, is this a fun thought experiment? Should we put this in a show? Should we, should we put this in a show? That's fun. Let's show this to people. This is fun. It's like the, uh, trolley problem, except (laughs) way worse and real. And real, like it actually happened. So, why are you doing this? Is it, am I just a baby as an American? Am I just not cut out for this big hard world? And we are not cut out. (laughs) Be like, don't put, don't put tragedies in K dramas, okay? I guess you can put fake ones. Yeah, make up a tragedy for the love of God. Stop (laughs) using real ones. Do you not have to put? A trigger warning at the beginning to be like, hey, if you lost someone in this bridge collapse, maybe skip this show. Maybe skip Signal. It might not be for you. Maybe Koreans just know that at any given moment, their 
fellow Koreans that are their best storytellers could leverage true tragedy against them. And they're just, that's a reality that they live with. And as Americans, it's not, because I feel like, so a, a very massive tragedy in American history that we've lived through was 9-11. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Emily is ageless (laughs) and uh, it's hard to say how how far back her history goes. None of you can know. I'm never gonna tell. is eternal. I am infinite. (laughs) And I'm full of sadness. I feel like there are a couple of stories that talk about that and a couple of stories that are like I don't feel like it's super mainstream to be watching something or or listening to something, you know, enjoying fictional media, and then having someone say something along the lines of, like, now let's tie in this, this American tragedy. This Like, can you, like, do you remember Cadet Kelly? Was it this sad? <laughs> they talked about 9-11 and Cadet Kelly, and I don't think they were like, let's really, let's really harp on that. Yeah, or even there was a bridge collapse, it's like that Mothman bridge collapse, right? And then Mothman, um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that like everyone knows. So I the Mothman know. is like, is this myth wherein he was he, this potential harbinger of a bridge collapse in this town somewhere. I forget where. Um, but it, that's, like, a thing, right? That people say he, like, showed them visions of the bridge collapse or something. Or, like, he... There were Mothman sightings, and then, like, a week later, the bridge collapsed. A lot of people died in, in this bridge collapse. Did I don't know if my stomach growling just made it on audio, but if it, it did... It can't possibly be louder than any of the trains passing by. It's dinner time and train time. Um, but anyway, uh, that's all to say, I feel like when people talk about the Mothman, they talk about that bridge collapse, but it's never like, there's never media that then, like, a totally, it's not like you're watching Bones one day, and then, oh my god, what if they did do an episode on that? But then they're like, Remember this real thing. They make up a different bridge collapse in a different city and do it about that. Yeah. And maybe they, they would base never all take the real one. Yeah, and then they base all of the events around the real one, but it's like a different city, so we all know it's a fake bridge collapse where bridges mm-hmm. don't exist. They're like it's in Utah and everyone's like, Everyone knows there aren't rivers in Utah. <laughs> There's this no bridges. Great. This is great storytelling. We love to see it. <laughs> based on reality but not quite there so we don't have to connect with it on a real level what is what is signal doing (laughs) what are k-dramas doing like how do people in korea deal with these triggered every day every day um do you have anything else that you want to add about these, (laughs) these four episodes and on that note um no i don't triggered every day yeah, triggered every day is where we'll end this one, which like pretty accurate for this, <laughs> for this show. Pretty accurate. Yeah. Um, if you want to talk about how this show has triggered you, uh, in emails, uh, we have an email play on kpodcast at gmail dot com. We have been very bad about getting back to emails on that. Um, we're working on it. We're working on that. That's also a little bit triggering to talk about because there's... we love to hear from you. We read your emails. We just feel bad that we haven't been able to get back to everyone recently. But we uh, love you and we're still excited to get your emails. So if you feel compelled to tell us something, you can do it there. Thank you. If you want to talk about something lighter, perhaps the crush that we may or may not all have on the police officer that works in the peripheral of the of the crime squad the cold case oh my God, squad biggest crush biggest crush hit us up on twitter at play on k or on instagram at play on k podcast yeah uh if you guys remember what k drama i love that we haven't done for the podcast that he was in and you want to uh shout that out to me 
on social media, which I don't use. Uh, it's going to be Play on K Podcast at Play on K Podcast on Instagram or at Play on K on Twitter, and you can reminisce with me about when he was in because this is my first life. Did you just have a stroke? I did. Okay. Did I say like English words? Um, you did. You said exactly okay. the same English words as the ones I said before you. Shit, I did have a stroke. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, tell us on our adorable. website instead, which is playonk.com, which is what I thought you said. I'm so sorry. That's fair. I went out of order, so that's my fault. <laughs> um, you can find a link to our Patreon on our website, or you can go directly to patreon.com slash playonk to find... Our aforementioned bonus content. We've got a couple video reviews up on there. Lots of reviews. And of course, our episodes are released early there every week. (laughs) I'm going to do the last two, but you might have to take over for me when I inevitably fuck them up. Okay, what are the last two? I can only think of one. Okay, so we've got... um, There might only be one. Oh no. I hope so. Okay, well, I'll make one up. Uh, okay. We have our we have our Patreon. Um, no, we did that one. I just said that. Shit. We have ratings and reviews. That's I thought you did our website. Thing. I thought you did our website. No, you did our website. I said it, but I didn't say anything about the affiliates, and that's what I was hoping. That's that, fair. Sorry. Yeah. You do you do affiliates then? Did, uh, if you want to check out our affiliates on our website. I can't do this. If you want to skip through this whole part, just do it. Just go to our website. It's plankay.com. It's just going to be us laughing for the last five minutes. <laughs> if you want to give us a review and it isn't five stars, I completely understand. Go ahead and reference this part of this episode and let us know that it would have been five stars. <laughs> if Raquel was having an absolute... Fucking full scale meltdown. I'm so worried about you. <laughs> it's like you can't hear the words I'm saying. No, I I'm just trying to think about the next thing I'm supposed to say, and then I just I'm so hungry. Girl needs taquitos. I need a taquito. Or <laughs> sick. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Okay. That's, I think we covered them all. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>